Hi there, I'm Lori Hellman. I am mom to Skylar, who is an incredible adult son with severe nonverbal autism. My goal when creating the Living the Sky Life podcast four years ago was that the content of each episode bring hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways to each listener. In sharing the many relatable caregiver stories and experiences, I hope that you never feel like you have to travel your parenting journey alone. If you haven't already, please connect with me through my Facebook page, Welcome to My Life, Skylar's World, or Instagram, Welcome to My Life, underscore Lori Hellman, and let's keep the conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, could I ask a favor that you please leave a rating and a written review and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in and subscribing to season four of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life. I should say that to myself since I've been gone for quite a few months. Um, first and foremost, I just want to say that I greatly appreciate all of the listeners uh, to Living the Sky Life over the past three seasons. And I just cannot believe when I'm saying that I'm starting season four. When I started this podcast four years ago, as I say in the intro, my goal was to connect families of all ages Um to bring resources to one another, support for one another. And I feel like I have been able to accomplish that mission. And I love doing this. I absolutely love meeting all of the guests from around the world and all of the content. I have learned so much over the years from every guest that I've had on. Um, So it's great for me because I continue learning and hopefully the content um, teaches you some things and has some useful resources that you can use with your children um, on the spectrum as well. Um, I also wanted to say, I, I mentioned periodically throughout the episodes about my book and the content of my book. Um, for those of you that are relatively new to Living the Sky Life podcast, Um, I wrote a book in 2020. It was a memoir about our journey through autism with my son, Skylar. Skylar will be 20 in April, which I also cannot believe I'm saying. Um, And the book just really highlights from the moment of diagnosis through all the things we've been through um, up through his 17th birthday. Um, I ended the book right around COVID um, before uh, it was launched in June of 2020. So the conclusion of the book was kind of just navigating through COVID with a child on the spectrum and the resources and everything that you guys completely understand. Um, So it's a really great resource for you um, if you are a parent uh, of someone on the spectrum to give to teachers, to give to therapists, to give to your um, outside family members that don't live the day-to-day life with you. I've been told and the hundreds and thousands of reviews that I've gotten that it's been an exceptional read. It's a very quick read, um, and it's really resonated and hit home for so many people. So if you are so inclined and haven't read it already, um, please check out Welcome to My Life, A Personal Parenting Journey Through Autism on Amazon. It's got a picture of Skylar on the cover. Um, And I'm actually working on my second book now. So if you like it, please leave a review on Amazon also um, of the book. And um, hopefully I have my other book out next year so that people can read that. It won't be totally about autism. It'll be more about myself and my life getting to this point. So um, anyway, stay tuned for that. So the, um, the episode today, the first episode of season four, 
is more of um, a solo episode. I just really want to talk about the things that we've been going through the last four to five months with Skylar, and maybe it's relatable to some of you. It has been a huge challenge, a lot of frustration, um, things that I guess I thought maybe we had grown out of because he is now an adult, but it just kind of goes to show that nothing has ever gone for good, whether it's behaviors, communication struggles, things can just kind of resurface when you least expect it or maybe expect it. I don't know. It's just something that is just a constant battle and I know will be for us for the entirety of my life. So um, gosh, about, I want to say five, six months ago, we just kind of were noticing that Skylar's been on the same medication regimen for quite some time. Um, he was taking, gosh, Risperidone. He's on uh, Guanfacine or Intuniv. Um, he, I can't remember if he was on Lexapro at the time too. A lot of different things and a lot of different combinations. We uh, struggled with adding medication when he was little. I just really wasn't a proponent of that. But I came to find that the various medications for his anxiety and his inability to just I mean, they diagnosed him with ADHD. I guess I would agree with that, but it's so hard to diagnose that with someone who can't communicate verbally just about what they're feeling and what's going on in their body. Um, but he never sits. He never has. He always is in motion, constantly pacing, running around the house. So the medications that we put on board when he was younger were working great. But like with anything, I think they age out, they grow, so they kind of just size out of the dosage. You can only play with certain medications for so long, and then you just really are tapped out as far as the um, the ability to titrate to a higher dose. So we've switched them all over the years at various times, obviously only switching one thing at a time. And I know anytime we switch medications, it's going to be a struggle because you have to taper off the current med that they're on, and then all the behaviors in the worst of the behaviors resurface until you can get to an efficacious dose of the new medication and then hope that that medication actually works um, to, to combat some of the, the issues um, that were being covered previously. So for the most part, that's gone pretty well. There have been some meds that we've tried and um, Abilify comes to mind as one that absolutely was horrible for Skylar. It made him, I mean, almost manic and um, just extremely angry. And um, at his ABA center that he used to go to, um, I remember telling, we always inform them or the director when we changed medications, because that's not something that you want to surprise them with. They should be in the communication and in the know about things like that. So we, we told them, and um, within a couple of days, they said, you know, had you not told us, we would have guessed that he was put on Abilify because all of the kids that they'd ever, ever seen at the center were, that were put on Abilify had the same kind of response. And they kind of nicknamed them the Abilify kids because they just snapped for no reason at certain points throughout the day and just get angry and have aggression and all of that stuff. So it was very short-lived that Skylar was on that medication. I mean, we're talking two to three weeks, enough time that we knew there was no benefit. It was much, much more of a, a negative than any positives. So we pulled him from that. 
So again, he's almost 20. So over the years, we have gotten our our fair share of, of medications in the class. And there's probably like 40 to choose from for anxiety and um, what they call autism medications. And so recently, like I said, he was on risperidone, some other things, and he had just been on that so long. We just weren't seeing any benefit. Uh, we just, you know, the only way to know if a medication is actually working still is unfortunately to start decreasing it and eventually remove it. And then you kind of know what it did and what it didn't do. Um, so we got rid of that and we replaced it with Lexapro and um, Zyprexa. And it was remarkable at first. It worked so well. And this was probably three years ago, maybe, maybe four. And he was doing so well, so quickly. He was calm. He was able to focus at school. Um, and he just, he, he became such a happy guy to be around again because we had lost his smile. We had lost his giggle. Um, and just, he, he just wasn't happy. He was just kind of angry. He wasn't sleeping very well, um, which I know <laughs> most people can probably relate. That's just always up and down. His eating was just kind of tapering off and he wasn't eating as much. He just never seemed to be satisfied in any way of life um, until the Zyprexa-Lexapro um, combination. And he was doing great. And then about four years in, we just kind of noticed that he was starting to get aggressive again and angry again. And we just wondered, gosh, are these meds covering him enough because he's aging? He's already gone through puberty Maybe we need something else and it's time to try a new medication. Um, so for the last year, we've kind of been playing with um, which medications we can get rid of, which weren't really impacting him. We were able to drop a couple with no side effects one way or the other. So it was I was glad to get those off of his med list. And then we started slowly titrating down the Zyprexa. We decided with our um, psychiatrist to go ahead and, and start with that one. And he all of a sudden stopped sleeping completely, stopped eating and was losing a bunch of weight. And we were just shocked because while the Zyprexa wasn't really helping his behaviors and his aggression much, it clearly, and, and it's one of the known effects of, of that medicine, it was clearly helping his sleep and maintain a sleep schedule and his appetite. So by decreasing it completely off, he all of a sudden obviously had issues with those two things. Well, after days and days and days of pulling all-nighters, we're like, something's got to give. We This isn't going to work. Um, so we slowly added back in, you know, a little bit and then a little bit more. We're definitely not up to the, to the full dose of the Zyprexa again, but we've just not been successful of able to get rid of it because... Anytime we try to back it down a little bit more, he stops sleeping again and stops eating again. And then in the meantime, we've added a different medication in the same class to try to maintain his daily behaviors and all of those things. Um, and it just doesn't seem like it's effective. So we had a conversation the other day with the physician and, um, you know, she said, we were describing to her everything that Skylar was doing and we were just trying to make sense of it all. And it seems like he's almost having manic episodes. That's the way I describe it. And um, I know that that's associated with bipolar, um, 
but that's the best descriptor that I had. He would just, you know, like start laughing hysterically about nothing or some of those all-nighters that he has pulled recently. We'd go up to change his pull-up and just check on him every hour and a half, two hours. And we'd come in the room trying to be quiet to not keep him awake. And um, he'd be cackling and just cracking up at nothing. Um, But then, you know, hours later, he would be aggressively clapping over his head, kind of grunting, just really angry. His personality is just so up and down and extreme. There's never really like a happy medium. Um, So we discussed the possibility of a bipolar diagnosis. Um, I mean, I don't know how to feel about that. First, when it came up, I thought, well, gosh, you know, it makes a lot of sense. His behaviors really mirror that. But as she explained to us, that's a really hard diagnosis to give someone who's 19 and also someone who's nonverbal because he's unable, again, to explain to us what is going on with his body. A lot of people who have bipolar can explain that it's kind of an out-of-body experience when they do something that that they know is wrong or that is hurtful to someone or to themselves. They feel like they've stepped outside of their body and watched it happen. They didn't intend for it to happen or mean for it to happen, but they had zero control over it. And by the way that Skylar is, it seems like that is exactly what happens. He hits me nonstop every single day, especially when he's eating. He will be, you know, smiling and enjoying his food about halfway through. And then he'll just start relentlessly smacking me or my husband, whoever's feeding him on the arm, on the leg. He's smacked my husband numerous times in the face. Um, and it, I mean, you you look at him and you're thinking, it's not his fault. He can't control his body. He doesn't mean to hit me. I know he does not mean to hit me. But the look in his face and when he just hits me repeatedly, even after being asked, you know, please don't hit me. Please stop hitting me. And then he hits me again the minute I finish saying that. Um, it's just, it's really hard to manage. It's hard to take being essentially abused all day, every day um, by your child. Uh, so I think that's been the hardest part with these medication changes for me to to wrestle with is I have to keep saying to myself over and over and over again, it's not his fault. And I tell Skylar every day, it's not your fault. And ironically, when I say that to him, he smiles at me. And I like to think that that's his way of acknowledging like, thank you, mom, for saying that because I I really don't mean to hit you and to hurt you um, and to be this, you know, wild and and crazy around the house and aggressive. I just, I I cannot control it. I don't know what to do. And I also try to tell him every day, we're we're trying, buddy. I mean, we we are trying to get the right medication to help your brain slow down, to help your body slow down. Um, you know, to enable you to do what you want to do and enjoy your life. Um, so it's it's such a conundrum because I don't want him on any medications at all, but I know that if we find the right combination and we find the right medication, that he will have such a such a productive day and life and with his body being calmed down, he can do so many more things. I've seen both sides of it. I've seen when he is um, on a combination that works well for him, his spelling is incredible. He's so calm 
and he laughs in between words when we joke around about whatever the topic is that we're reading. Um, and he's so accurate and he just, you can tell he's really enjoying communicating with me. And then there are days where he just smacks the board and smacks me and shoves the board out of my hand. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm not interested. And it breaks my heart because I, I know we aren't having a setback and I know that he's not going to lose all of the skills and he can spell. So he's not going to lose the words he can spell and all of that stuff. But it's just frustrating because I feel like every day that he refuses to spell or, you know, gets angry and aggressive with me when we go to do spelling, that it's another day lost at moving closer to uh, a keyboard and closer to more open and fluent communication between the two of us. Um, so, I mean, that's my own personal hangup, I guess. And I, I don't blame him for that. And I don't say that to him, but it just, it just hurts my heart because I've waited 19 years for a communication method with him and seeing how successful he has been at spelling and how much that has taken off and shown me really who my son is. Finally, I'm, I'm kind of spoiled by a little bit of that. And it's like the carrots being dangled in front of me. And I just, I want more. I want so much more because I just want to have a relationship with him. That's a two way street instead of me talking to myself and getting no response of any kind from him. So anyway, so I just, I think that's, that's one of the hardest things that we parents have to deal with and caregivers have to deal with when it comes to trying to help. I mean, because I truly believe we are trying everything we can, as any parent would, to help our kids feel good. So whether it's, again, their body that's betraying them and making them act out and do things they don't want to do, or their mind is cloudy and, and foggy and they're not able to focus on things, I am a huge fan of medications if they show the benefits of, of clearing all that up and helping our kids live their best productive life possible and an enjoyable life. But, you know, I still have that part of me that every time we switch meds or we add something new, I'm just guessing like, God, what are the side effects? What is he feeling? Does he have a really bad headache now? Is his aggression worse because the medication makes him feel terrible and it's not actually helping him? But we just have to wait and see and his behavior dictates everything. So, you know, it, this doesn't happen overnight. It takes multiple weeks and multiple dosages of, of each med to really determine if it's going to work. And if it's not, then you slowly have to take it away and start over with a new one. And that's the journey we've been in for this, this entire year, but really in these last six months. It's, it's frustrating. It's, uh, it's stressful. We are all going on, you know, multiple days of a few hours of sleep um, that I haven't had to experience in the last 10 years. I mean, finally, we got Skylar on that incredible sleep regimen, and he was sleeping so well. But this is reverting back to those early days where he slept hardly at all. Um, and, and same with eating. He's just been such an incredible non-picky eater most of his life. Even when I've swapped out all of his foods for the specific carbohydrate diet for his GI issues and no gluten, no dairy, we've done all of those things over the years. 
and he never bats an eye at any of the recipes I make, any of the food I put in front of him. He eats it all. Um, so then to have a medication cause him to lose a ton of weight, and he's already tiny, it just weighs heavily on my heart. I just always want to know that I'm doing the very best for him. And the only reason we make these decisions on his behalf, beside the fact that we are his guardians, um, is is just, it's solely to benefit him. And I really hope he sees that. And I pray someday that he can spell that out to me or tell me, like, I know all the things that you're doing or trying to help me and not hurt me. It's just some of those medications made me feel terrible. Um, but I had no way of telling you. It's just such a guessing game. <laughs> this life that we live is so challenging. Um, there are so many great days, but there are so many other days that just overpower the great days. And it just makes me sad that that he has to live this way um, and just kind of stuck in his own body and unable to, to really just enjoy every day uh, and smile and be happy because if it's not his head and his body that's, you know, making him crazy. It's um, his GI issues. You know, for those that are new listening, Skylar was di diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in 2018. So I've always thought that some of these behaviors when he's hitting me or frustrated, especially during meals, was because his stomach hurt. And his GI doctor would tell me, you know, as soon as the food hits his, you know, goes down his throat and hits the top of his intestine, which is inflamed and covered in ulcers, that hurts a lot. And so while he might smile for the first couple of bites, the hitting is likely because he hurts, he's starving and he wants to eat the food, but everybody takes after that hurts terribly. So then I'm like, okay, so he's on obviously, you know, injections for his ulcerative colitis. He's on other medications for his GI and it's the chicken or the egg. I'm like, okay, are you hitting me because your stomach hurts? Or are you hitting me because your body is going a mile a minute and you can't calm down and you're hitting me impulsively and you can't control it? I don't know what the answer is. I wish somebody could tell me they had a crystal ball and they, they could definitively tell me it is this. It is exactly this. And this is how you can help him. Um, but until that day, until Skylar can actually tell me what it is, I think we're just going to have to continue to guess and very carefully try meds, try, you know, healing his stomach, try healing his, his anxiety, um, and then just hope that the, the combination of the, the two physicians and the, and the treatments all work together um, and, and give, give him the life that he deserves. It's... Um, it's just so overwhelming. I don't know how else to say it besides that. And I know most of you listening can relate in some way to um, that feeling of being overwhelmed and frustrated that you just cannot help your child that desperately that's all you want to do is just help your child feel better. And I want his smile to come back and his giggle to come back. And I just, I miss that. Um, I, I look forward to our relationship getting back to where it was even a year and a half ago. Uh, he was making so much progress and he was so happy. And it just feels like we have taken 
50 steps backwards um, with, with everything right now. But I'm trying to stay positive. I'm trying to stay hopeful. Um, and this too shall pass. We will get through it. But if any of you have experience <laughs> with medications and the good, the bad, things that you've been told, things that you've learned over the years with your young or old um, adult age children um, at this point and having gone through some of these things, I would love, love to hear from you through comments on my social media accounts after this episode airs. Um, email me, go to my website, whatever, however you want to um, communicate with me. But I know I'm not alone in this. I know that the um, the many seasons of Skylar, as I call them, with his ups and downs, um, is not unique to just our family and and his autism. I know that this is something that goes on with a lot of people. Uh, and I just I would love to not to not know uh, that I'm alone in this, or to to have confirmation that I'm not alone in this, because I just don't know what else to do. Like I've said, I, I feel like I'm I'm doing the right things by constant contact with his physicians and we monitor everything. I write down, I journal everything. Every single time we start a new food, a new medication, a new anything, I I heavily watch him to see if behaviors change. Um, I mean, case in point, I, I had posted, gosh, I don't even know when it was earlier this year, maybe some video and some fo- um, some photos, I think on my Instagram, that Skylar was crossing his eyes all of a sudden. And it was so random and I could not figure out why. And I all I could think of is that maybe he was exhausted with the spelling and everything that we were kind of asking of him to do that was new. Um, I took him to the eye doctor they just thought that his muscle tone was kind of low in his eyes and they gave him some glasses, which did not work because he cannot keep anything on his face at all, no matter what we tried. Um, so that just, that was mind boggling to me that his eyes all of a sudden started crossing at the age of 19. And we'd never seen that before. I reached out for a lot of, you know, support from, from people on social media and I got some good, some strong suggestions. Well, you know, Fast forward again, several months, we, one of the things we did too, is we, um, backed off the dose of the, um, Dival Prolex that he is on and went back to a, a smaller dose because his labs were a little elevated. Lo and behold, since we did that, he has not crossed his eyes once. So, <laughs> I mean, who would have thought, because it's not a side effect of a medication, eye crossing. So, of course, none of the doctors were like, you know, it's because of this medication. They all were like, well, I mean, the medications don't cause that. So I'm not really sure. You should probably take him to an eye doctor. And so here we're trying to treat the eyes when it was ultimately a medication that was causing the problem. And if Skylar would would have been able to communicate, I would have imagined he would have said to me, I just don't feel right after this medication was increased. I, I My eyes are feeling funny or I'm more tired than normal, whatever it is. Um, so yet again, trial and error, we had no idea that the end result of reducing the dose of that medication would be eliminating the eye crossing. So it's non 
freaking stop <laughs> when it comes to guessing and constant trial and error and guessing games with everything, everything that we do. And I would, I guess I would have thought almost 20 years in that I would have figured all this out. But I, it just goes to show you that there is no figuring this out completely. There will always be something. And I just have to try to give myself grace and be patient that I will figure it out and it will be to his benefit, but it just may take more time than I'm willing to, to uh, impatiently <laughs> give, give myself. But I just want to fix things overnight. And I know that's just not how the world works, let alone medications. It just doesn't happen that fast. So again, my ask, I guess, would be if you have any experience with this kind of thing <laughs> or just want to commiserate with me, please reach out because I, I would really like to not feel like I am all alone in this craziness of medications. I promise to keep you all updated if you're interested um, in how the next several months go. I just really hope that turning 20 and, um, you know, going into 2023, we have it all figured out and, and mapped out for the most part, and that he just continues to blossom with his spelling, with everything as he ages and matures and his body matures. Maybe some of these ticks and um, almost like Tourette's of the body, um, maybe that'll go away sometime soon. I don't know. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm really excited for all of the guests that season four will bring. I've, I've reached out to a lot of people with um, adults. I mean, we're talking, you know, 30s, 40s, late 20s. Um, so I'm really excited to learn from them and all of their experiences navigating this autism journey much, much longer than I have. So um, please uh, subscribe if you're not already a subscriber so that you get notification when uh, new episodes drop. And um, thank you again for being here and for listening to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.